Welcome to the Improve Your Workflow podcast brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Learn from other creative and media businesses about attracting more work, delivering projects efficiently, getting paid on time and everything in between. Hi there and welcome to episode 12 of Improve Your Workflow. My name is Paul Evans and today I'm chatting with Robert Gerrish, the founder of Flying Solo. Full disclaimer here, I'm a big fan of Robert's work. When I leapt out of full-time employment into this brave new world of starting a business, I read his book and found his forum and articles extremely helpful. So I was pretty chuffed when he reached out to be on the show. So without further ado, uh, welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you very much, Paul, and thank you. I'm delighted that uh, Flying Seller is able to support you in your in your start of your business. So that's great. Absolutely. Well, so I've give, alluded to what you do, but could sure. could you please tell the listeners what you do and who you do it for? Yeah, sure. So look, uh, you very kindly mentioned Flying Solo. So that uh, was indeed the online community that I started, oh gosh, in the early 2000s and um, ran very happily with uh, two business partners for a little over 12 years and we actually sold the business two years ago. So I still work with Flying Solo. I still host their podcast every couple of weeks and I write for them and turn up at events and so on. But um, the business is no longer mine, which is oh. sort of good and bad. You know, I kind of <laughs> I designed it to be a business that was uh, that would have some value and would be saleable. But you know, there's no doubt that uh, in many ways I miss it because I, I love the team that I work with. But so these days I still do some work with Flying Solo. I run uh, my own podcast as well, which is called Rekindle, where I talk to people running little businesses and try and understand how we kind of get through the sticky phases of business, not so much getting more business, but what happens mm. when it all gets a bit hard? You know, how do we stay motivated? How do we stay engaged? So that's an area that I'm really kind of deeply involved in at the moment. And that will yeah. um, hopefully be the subject of my next book. I also still work with people sort of one-on-one. So I, as a consultant and as a coach, I've got a, a new book already on the streets at the moment called The One Minute Commute. So I kind of turn up at various places, banging on about that at conferences and events. Yep. And yeah, just getting used to life without um, my <laughs> lovely <laughs> fellow community yeah, around. The baby, which, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Awesome. All right. So you've had a successful business um, and you've sold that. So you obviously haven't been able to do that without some sort of productivity, uh, I guess. I won't call them hacks, but I'll call them, right. um, I guess ways of doing things. Yeah, so what, what, yeah what would you yeah. say is your number one thing for getting well, things done? Uh, look, I've got to tell you, and I should warn listeners, I'm somewhat old school, you know. So there's no doubt that certainly to run a business and, you know, at the time we sold it, we had 120,000 members, I think, Australian small businesses in our forums, in our community. So there's there was a lot of admin. So we ran a tight ship. Mm-hmm. So I would say the main thing is the answer to your question of productivity is communication, which might seem a bit odd, but as a group, we we communicated to a little team of about eight of us. At the end, we communicated regularly. We used Slack as our mm-hmm. sort of online discussion tool, and gosh, that was that was hugely hugely valuable to us. So I guess that's certainly a tool that we use. But we had very clear um, again. This sounds so corporate and boring, but we had very, <laughs> very clear job descriptions. Everybody knew what everybody was doing. 
Okay. You know? So we also, the way we came into the business is that anybody who worked with us, we basically said, look, these are the tasks. How do you want to do it? Do you mm-hmm. want to come into an office? Do you want to do it remotely? Do you want to work daytime? Do you want to work evenings? You, so that's kind of, we designed it to suit each individual. So that also helps hugely with productivity because when you've got people that are really enjoying how they work, they're enjoying how they're talked with, they're enjoying the way that they you know, interact with their colleagues, you know, efficiency just kind of happens. Yep. You know, when you've got happy, happy people mm-hmm. doing work they enjoy, using the skills that they have, things tend to work. So that was certainly a, a productivity tool for us is that we let people work how they wanted to work. Yep. So would you write position descriptions? Is that sort of like, or yeah, would you not, create not, like tasks? I mean, that, or? Yeah, that's, position yeah. description just sounds a bit too boring. Sorry. I know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, we, we certainly had very clearly outlined, these are the tasks, the jobs that we'd like you to perform. Mm-hmm. and everything was very fluid. So if somebody started working and said, you know, you want me to do this, well, I reckon that'd be better if I did it like this, or I think, what about if I do that as well? So we evolved, and we kept, we used Google Docs a lot as a team. So basically, at any point, anybody could kind of add tasks, negotiate, removing tasks, shift tasks around, and we did all that through Google Docs. And what that meant was, over time, we created basically a very detailed kind of job description for everybody in the business so that when we came to sell, when businesses, you know, often businesses, when they get to a kind of a sale process, they can, they can buckle and they can really struggle with that. We didn't because we had everything in our Google Docs. So when somebody came in to do kind of due diligence and look under the hood of our business, everything was there. Everything was itemized, every process, every procedure everything was there. It meant that any of us could step away from our work at any point and have somebody else step in and help us out. You know, anybody could go away for extended leave as they frequently did. And again, you know, all that was in place. So that helped productivity massively. No one really was ever kind of fumbling about not knowing how to do something because everything was written down, you know. Yeah, okay. Gosh, I'm sounding so boring and corporate. Uh, it's important. <laughs> it didn't like that. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was important, yeah. yeah. All right. So you've mentioned Slack and Google Docs as um, yep. two tools that you used in your tech stack. Is there any other tools that you can tell the listeners about that you well, think helps? Look, this is not really tech, and uh, I know there's no video, but I'm going to show you anyway. I keep a <laughs> manual diary and I have a pencil. Yep. Now, that might seem. <laughs> incredibly old school but I've you know I was thinking about this because I knew the sort of question you're going to ask me and I was thinking about this on my journey in this morning in my 12 or 15 years of running the business I never missed a meeting I was never late for a meeting I never missed a train I never missed a bus I never missed a ferry I never missed a plane I was always on time I was I never got sort of pressured by things and the reason I did it is because I planned my day Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how I do it. I write stuff down, and I yeah. still believe no matter what apps and productivity tools there might be there, nothing beats writing it down and looking at it and knowing who you're meeting, when you're meeting them, and what your actions mm-hmm. are. So that's what I do, and I yeah. do it to this day. Yes, of course, I have you know my calendar, online calendar, but mm-hmm. I also have a good old school diary. I can look at it, I can see how my week is, and I can look at my week and go, This is a pretty nice week, nothing yeah. too scary there. Yep. And I like that. 
so that that's kind of how I work. So I don't, I'm not a great, personally, I'm not a great um, a kind of adopter of lots of tech things. Mm. If I find myself in a position where I think there must be a better way to do this, then yes, I'll investigate tech. What worries me with tech and apps is a lot of people do it the reverse way is they find an app and they think, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the wrong way around in my book. Mm. If you're working smoothly and efficiently, then A, don't change anything. If you think you can work better, then sure, do some research around the place. But most times, you know, I look at tech and I go, well, yeah, you know, maybe that could make things a bit better, but maybe not. I mean, one of the other things, I actually haven't got it in front of me now, one of the best little, it's tech, but it's very early tech, is a Bic pen that has five colors on it. You know, the bar. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's a great tool. So you yep. can't get more old school than that. But if yep. I look down through my diary now, I see things in green. That means it's flying solo. I see things in red. That means I better get on with it. You know, I see things in black. Uh, so I use colors and... Mm-hmm. That's just kind yeah, of, that, that's how I roll. So Yeah, that's cool. Um, so no. do you think by writing it down, it helps you kind of remember it as well? Oh, most or? definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And it, it's also, you know, it's it's kind of habitual for me. I'm yeah. in my 60s. It's kind of, it's how I always used to do things. You know, I've worked in project management in, in big design companies and ad agencies. So, you know, I get, I'm used to being in a meeting and writing stuff down. That's kind yeah. of what I do. I mean, there's one app I suppose that I have used and do continue to use, which is Pomodoro, the Pomodoro technique, which mm-hmm. you're probably familiar with. Yep. You know, working in blocks of 20 minutes, I mm-hmm. find that still supremely valuable. And yes, I do have an app on my phone that kind of counts down the minutes okay. and gives me a five minute break at the end of it. But yep. aside from that, you'll find me fairly app and tech light, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. All right. We're just going to take a few seconds now to hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Digital Pigeon is the leading file sharing service for creative and media businesses that can't afford to miss deadlines. With a focus on moving large files from A to B quickly and reliably, Digital Pigeon is the tool you can count on where others fail to deliver. Try Digital Pigeon out for free today at www.digitalpigeon.com workflow for an extra long 90-day trial. Now, back to the show. Okay, Robert, if you could work with one brand that you don't already work with, Mm. who would that be and why? Yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, brands don't kind of do it for me these days. Yeah. (laughs) You know, working as a very much back as a, a, a solo individual. I'm much more interested in in individuals, in people. So, okay. so when you say brand, I kind of go all blurry, and I think, ah, oh, <laughs> no brand I want to work with, but there's people. And yep. you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm through my Rekindle podcast. I'm very much looking at this whole issue of how we stay focused, how we stay engaged in our work, because I believe it's it's the one aspect of work that really isn't looked at. We looked at startup, we look at exit, but we don't often don't talk about the bit in the middle. Mm. And that's, that's often where things get really hard. You know, we might be running a good little business, but it gets a bit, every now and again, it just gets a bit too much. So I, I'm looking and talking with people that are, I think, either have a real skill set there or they seem to be, doing something very unusual and different and just keep on doing it. And they're the people I'm interested in. So when I thought of this question of yours, the one person I would love to speak with, and maybe, just maybe, I might actually take some action and make this happen. I'd like to speak to a guy called Andy Goldsworthy, who's a British artist 
And I just hold him up as my kind of solo business role model. Okay. This, this is a guy who creates things out of nature. So I don't know where he is right now, but he's quite possibly in some remote location, stitching leaves together with icicles or wrapping bark around rocks or building spheres out of mm. twigs. He does the most incredible things, incredible things. And they only last for a period of time and then nature kind of destroys them again. But you know, he's done this basically for the last 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he gets up each day and off he goes and he does something spectacular. And over time, he's now flown all around the world by countries, by nations, or organizations that want him to create something for them. And I think, my gosh, how brilliant. But when he's out there, it's sort of, I don't know, maybe as the dawn's coming up in some freezing location, stitching together icicles. I'd like to know, Andy, how the hell do you do that, mate? How do you, how do you, how do you leave your family, get out of bed, go and do that, and spend you know, 15 hours stitching icicles together? How do you do it? So he's the guy I'd like to talk to. Right answer. Really interesting. I'm going to have to look him up. Yeah. All right. So um, how do you go about solving problems that you don't know the answer to? And the obvious one is Google, but sure. you kind of... Is there any blogs and I always say you can't say Google and in your yeah. instance, I think you can't say your own company or your no, own no. company flying solo. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so is there any sort of places that you go to for when you're sort of looking for help? Yes, there is. Most commonly, and yes, of course, Google somewhere I'll go, but I'll talk to my friends, basically. I'll yep. talk to my business friends, my life friends, and my little inner circle, my you know, I've not really thought of them like that. But the people that whose whose judgment I trust and value, that's where I'll go to. Yeah. Yep. Um, because more more often than not, the, what I'm looking for are are people that can help answer things. Mm -hmm. Not so much. You know, if, sure, I'm do I do some other little work. I do. I've got a little project with chairs. I've got a little project with old cameras, and there I might need technical advice. And sure. so I'll reach out to you know technical people, or I might Google it. But in many cases, what I need is is a person to help me. Yep. So yep. regardless of whatever other systems of kind of word of mouth may exist, I still think the strongest is to talk to someone you trust and say, hey. I need someone to kind of help me with this. Do you know someone? You know, I need someone to help me create some better wording on my website. I need somebody mm. to help create some better imagery. So those are the sort of problems that I typically come up against. So I'll talk to people. The other thing I do is I'm, you know, I still see great value in in those good old-fashioned things called books. Yep. Um, me too. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll bury myself in books and it just helps me understand things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, you know, you think you can get so much knowledge from somebody's brain for $25 or less. Oh, that's funny. That's my take know? as well. It's the cheapest yeah. education you'll it's ever get. <laughs> and the thing with a book, as you know, just to sit on that, sit on that for a second. I still like old-fashioned books, right? Books with paper in them. Yep. And the reason I do that is I write all over them. So I tear pages out. <laughs> yeah. You know, why we don't need to respect these things? We own them. They cost twenty-five dollars. If you see a section that you like, rip it out and pin it on the wall. Yep. You know, draw lines over it. It doesn't matter. No one's going to tell you off. These are not library books. Well, at least they shouldn't be if you're doing that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but you know, so that's where I'll often go. Is I'll I'll buy books, and books yep. are wonderful things to 
just take you into a different place. You know, every every so often I will spend take a day out, and in fact, note to self, it's time I did it again. And I'll spend the day, half a day on the train, and then I'll go down to the south coast or something. I live in Sydney at the moment, and I'll go for a long walk. And so I'll read a book on the train going down there, and I'll think about it whilst I'm walking. Yep. And then I'll sit on the train for three hours and read it coming back. And yep. and that's a day of work. And that's a beautiful day of work. But, you know, often we don't give ourselves enough time. There's nothing. If you sit in an office and read a book, people go, what's he doing? He's reading a book. Well, <laughs> that's a fine thing to do. That's a pretty good pursuit. Mm-hmm. It's far better than sitting there checking your email. You know what I mean? Yep. Any um, recent books you can that you've read that you can recommend? Yeah, well, uh, yes, there is. I, the last one I read is... Oh gosh, can I remember the author's name? I can't. It's called In Praise of Working with Your Hands. Forgive me, I cannot. Matthew was the author, but That's I a, cannot remember his name. We'll pop it in the show notes. That's okay. Yeah, okay. And the other one that I'm reading now is a book called Solitude. Now I'm going to find the author of that as well, which is going to be interesting. And I'm enjoying that. So this is all, it's all, it's not, it's a kind of a book that is, um, that just looks at the value of solitude is mm. by Michael Harris. Okay. And that's a good book. And I'm enjoying that. So it's, it's how to make the most of and value the time on your own. Yep. And I find that a really interesting topic. And I've always somebody, I, like when I look through my diary, there are massive blocks where I'm on my own. I'm going for a walk, you know, yep. and I love that. I do. I'm recently started, I teach ethics at primary school as a sort of volunteer position. And I do. And that's, you know, that gives me time. I walk there. That's an hour and a half's walk to get to the school. Time, time, time. Mm. Solitude, beautiful thing. Yep. I'm rambling. <laughs> that, that's great. I, I kind of do the same. I try good. find yeah. out blocks of time just to commute so I can read. Even on drives, listening to podcasts or audio books, et cetera. But I'm Absolutely. still the same. I like, I like old school books. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. lovely quote, which is by Bertrand Russell, and it he said uh, many years ago in the 30s or something, the time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. Mm. I should have that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> That's how I feel. The time yep. you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. And yet, you know, there's so much pressure on productivity and mm. work, 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 do it, do it, do it. You know, if you're not standing on the edge, you're taking up too much. Work. <laughs> All that bullshit. Yep. I don't agree with any of it. I just think, you know what? Step back. Give yourself yep. some time. And look, finally, on that point, and I will yep. leave. You know, there's some great research published quite recently from the University in California that showed that if we walk for like 20 to 40 minutes, the incidence of idea generation is increased by over 60%. Over 60%. Mm-hmm. And you look in these buildings with all these worker bees sitting there, for God's sake, <laughs> go out for a walk. Yep. You know, you'll have much better ideas than sitting there banging your head on your on your uh, monitor. Yep, without distractions, for sure. All right, Robert, uh, final question. Where can our listeners connect with you? Okay, well, look, the place to go, I guess, is my website, which is robertgerrish.com. That's G-E-R-R-I-S-H, robertgerrish.com. I'd love people to um, check out my podcast, Rekindle, which is, you know, wherever you get podcasts. And I'm mooching around. Anybody wants to hit me up for a conversation, a cup of coffee? No worries. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show, Robert, and thanks for all your advice. My pleasure. Thank you, Paul. See you. Some absolutely brilliant insights there from Robert, but definitely my key takeaway to improving your productivity and creativity is to actually make time for yourself to think. It's amazing that the ideas that you'll come up with when you just unplug and give yourself, I guess, that time to really let your mind wander. Anyway, 
thanks for again for listening and until next time keep on delivering thanks for listening to the improve your workflow podcast if you enjoyed the podcast please leave us a review on itunes go to www.digitalpigeon.com slash review podcast for more info and we'll add you into our monthly draw to win a digital pigeon t-shirt bye for now